to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, if you're just joining us today, I want to say thank you for taking the time. So if you're one of those new newbies, if you would, (laughs) we just want to say thanks for joining us, taking the time for Gerald Green, who's an advisor with us, myself, and Jennifer Perry. I don't know about you, but this last week was kind of an up and down. Not only the weather, the markets, and everything else kind of feeling that strange thing that people saying, we've got too much product on the shelves. We're hearing that prices are going down because all of a sudden shipments are coming in. That's kind of good news. We'll see what the Fed does with that in the future. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these different unknowns make themselves known as far as, you know, whether it's the price of gas, whether it's the price at the grocery store, whether we see a more sustained uptick in the market. There's a lot of things. It's going to be a very interesting second half of the year. I hope it has better results than the first half of the year, Mm -hmm. but a lot of interesting things yet to happen. Stay tuned. (laughs) No predictions, no predictions. Right. No, I mean, right now, again, you've said it for years, Gary, trying to predict the market's kind of a losing game. It's what you do to react to the market. And uh, we want to talk more about that today here on Money Mentors, because yes, this first half of the year on Wall Street's been pretty interesting. The first half was actually the worst in more than 50 years, with the S&P 500 notching its steepest first half percentage drop since way back in 1970. So this year is really testing our willingness, I think, for risk-taking in the stock market. But uh, I don't know, can you guys give us a general guideline here on maybe how much we should still think about having in stocks within our portfolio? Boy, this is fun. Yeah, it's a fun question. And honestly, what I love to do with clients is when we're talking about this is, what is your income need? Because that's the focus of everything we try to do here, too, is what type of income are you going to need in retirement? And for how long? And for how long? And how do we make sure that we we can get that sustainable income with the lowest risk possible. I'm with my clients. I'm not out there chasing a return and trying to outsmart the market and beat the market. No, it's about maintaining consistency. I don't want a market pullback or drawdown to dictate whether or not my clients are getting income in retirement. And right now for our clients, it's really an opportunity. And what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is people who have known or been listening to the show for a while, they know that I'm the happiest when the market's down 10% or more. I mean, uh-huh. that's just good times. We get to, you know, I call it the blue light special. And when you hit bear territory where the market's down over 20%, well, for our clients, and I explained this to them, we're moving in more into equities because we know someday they're going to come back. We're not predicting when, but when they do come back, we're going to get to even sooner and make more money in the end by having more equities than maybe we should have normally. So when things are on sale and you're going to use that, kind of think of it like this is that there's not a shortage on toilet paper, but if you need toilet paper and it's on sale, why not buy that second or third extra package, put it where you're going to, you, know, you can get your hands on it, but you're going to use it in the future, mm-hmm. a very short period of time frame. So the same thing goes on with the market. So if you have a standard portfolio of 60-40, you know, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and they're both going negative, that's scary. That's not where you want to be. But if you have other assets like gold or real estate, private equity, other assets that appreciated and you can buy into an equity market that's 20% more or less down, that's a great opportunity. Now, you might have more risk in your portfolio than you're used to or like to, 
But we know eventually when it comes back, you're going to make money, then you readjust and get more to a true balance. Mm -hmm. So we call this harvesting. You know, it's time to harvest. Mm -hmm. And so we're planning, we're harvesting, we're doing that right now a lot because the market's shifting. I call it the 6% bounce. What's happening is it's going up 3% approximately, and it's going down 3%, and it's bouncing around in that 6% quantity. Now, we can't predict when it's going to come up 20, 30, 48% maybe in some of those tech stocks, mm -hmm. but we know it's going to. But when is that? Same thing like Bitcoin. Bitcoin's down almost 33% of what its true highest value was. Is that a time to get in Bitcoin? Well, we don't offer Bitcoin. But if you're ever going to try something like that, and you've got money to throw away, you might want to buy something that's on sale. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, guys, we know every marriage is different. And right now, I think with the market doing its crazy things, it might bring some differences to light. So we asked a few couples in the households where their financial duties lie. Do they split it up or do they make investment decisions together as a couple? Here's what they told us. You know, not really. Um, she'll ask questions here and there. We discuss it, but a lot of the tax implications, you know, all that stuff. She doesn't want to dive into that. My husband and I manage our own money. We use a brokerage firm. We research, pay attention to our investments daily. We also look at our social security contributions so we know where we are and what we're projecting to have in our retirement. I have been for about 30 years. Sometimes we talk about it. I actually handle most of the investing decisions for us. No, I just listen. Not that I'm not interested in it, it's just that I trust him. We've been together for a long time. Maybe it just goes back to my generation, I don't know. I think he's doing a good job. <laughs> but uh, no matter how hands-on the other spouse wants to be with their finances, I mean, how do you help couples get on the same page about really the important pieces of their retirement and investment plan? Yeah, we get to have a lot of fun conversations with our clients. <laughs> <laughs> fun, <And> this, really? <laughs> and this is, you know, this is one of the more common ones. There's a time when we come in and we're talking about what is important to those people sitting across the table from us, right? Yeah, sometimes it's helping them scratch an itch and other times it's ripping off the bandage. Right, yeah, and just letting them know that these are good conversations. You don't always have to agree but the point that I really want to help our clients make is this is how we're going to create a plan that satisfies both of those objectives. You know, we know that it doesn't matter what plan we set up now, even if both spouses were on the same page and wanted the same things, we know that's going to change. We know life is going to happen. Markets are going to happen. Needs and expenses are going to change. It has to be adaptable. But when we're talking to them as a couple, initially, we want that honest opinion. We want to know where their head is at, where their heart is at, because that's really what makes those plans individualized for every single one of our clients. And it's so important that we want both spouses involved. Mm -hmm. um, the reason that, that you know, you've heard several people and they're saying that their spouse is doing well and they trusted them and all those, that's all wonderful. But the day is going to come, like Gerald said, where that spouse is going to be gone, maybe, and you're the one left behind. What do you do then? Now you're going to play catch up? Mm -hmm. That's the worst time to try and get educated. Right. Secondly is sometimes it's like Mike and Monica, who's our clients, and, and they said I could use their names, and they're not on the same page. You know, she wanted a financial advisor. He wanted nothing to do with us. You know, he had seven advisors before us, didn't want anything to do with it. He felt that we're all out to just make money for ourselves, not him. 
And then when he came in, he was very stoic. He was very much up front. And he says, I don't like you, and I don't want to be here. <laughs> very honest. And, yeah. And See, I, fun conversations. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you know what? You're the most honest client I've ever had walk in the door. Because most clients, they're not coming in saying, well, I'm nervous. Am I going to be able to have enough money? Or I'm nervous because I did this decision. And being totally transparent, he was. And that's easy then. Then we know what we got to work with. Yeah. And so we talked to Mike about his goals and what he had frustrations about in the past. And we talked about how we get paid, our philosophy. And, you know, when we went through that and showed him how we put a plan together, he says, okay, I'm going to try it. Then he says, well, okay, now I'm going to give you a little bit of money. You know, try it out, see how it goes. Then he says, okay, I want to give you more. Now would you manage my money at my office? And pretty soon it was that we're managing all of it. And then when they both retired, we got them on the same page including when we had this conversation is how long should she work and how long should he work before the retirement took place. All of these things took place based upon their timetable. And while they didn't have the same timetable when we talked about it, we found discovery of way to make it work. Mm -hmm. And it's always the same thing is that people get very frustrated when things aren't going well at work. And so when that frustration is relieved, well, then, then it's not so bad. Maybe I'll stay longer or that. But when I'm having that frustration and I'm going in there, I dread going to work, that's a bad scenario. Yeah. So sometimes we get to sit down with a client and say to them, look at both of you, you got enough money for retirement if you want to go now. Right. I know you're not ready emotionally, but you got enough money. So why don't you choose the job, get out of the frustration, choose the job you want to do, even if it's less money, you're not putting any more money away in your 401k, that's okay because we have enough money Go out and finish your career with things that you want to do. Right. Or start your retirement that way. Hey, I want to yeah. do some things. I want to do this because I want to help out or I want to donate time or I want to get paid. But that's the comfort in knowing that once you see the plan in black and white and you see the numbers and you know what income's going to look like, three things happen. First off, the pressure's off. Yep. You know, you can just see them melt there and just, you know, the tension goes away. Second is you've got a plan now that you can follow and know that beyond a 95% or better that your plan's going to work. It's going to go to fruition. You're not going to run out of money. And third is life's going to change. Sure. And that is then your plan's going to change with you. And we show you how we do that. And then you have the comfort knowing that when the market's down, it's okay. Take a breath. We're going to be patient. We're going to readjust your portfolio. When the market's up, we're going to harvest. We may do it harvesting for taxes. We may be harvesting because we have gains, but we're going to harvest. And then we're going to re-put you in a position that each time we make a move, you're better every single time. Mm -hmm. And understanding what that means is that could mean we might save you 1% in advisor fee. We might get you a 2% better return and maybe save you 2% in taxes. Well, if you're in retirement and we save you 5% from what you're doing now, on a half a million dollar portfolio, that's an extra $25,000. That's huge. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's how you can take care of inflation. That's how you can say, okay, my, my plane trip, I normally spend $2,000 a year. Now it's going to cost four. Well, we don't have to do a lot. It's a, a mentor I had in California named Ken Yee. I worked for him, and he taught me a very long time ago. He said, Gary, if you take care of the pennies, nickels, and dimes, the quarters and dollars take care of themselves. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results.
Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.